It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Before we get to Coach Tyvis, though, we started to mention this before we brought Leroy on. The Browns signed a tackle yesterday in Ty Neschke, the 37-year-old veteran, played on nine teams in the league. I'm looking big picture, guys. I don't think Neschke's the answer, but real quick, we'll spend five minutes on this before we move on. Practice squad, right? Do the Browns yes. have enough at tackle currently to keep Deshaun Watson upright for the next 16 games? Or do you think they have to go out and find a veteran option or a younger option, just even for some depth, to make sure that their star quarterback stays healthy? I tell you what, not having the tackle could really kill the whole season. I've seen so many quarterbacks that, especially on a collegiate level, where they were supposed to be for sure first-round picks and not having a left tackle killed their draft stock. So it can be fatal. Um, I'm hoping that Kevin Stefanski is good enough and wise enough to realize that you know his tackles can't be put in one-on-one situations quite often. Deshaun Watson is a great athlete, but, I mean, you're talking about guys like Andrew Luck's career is being cut short. You talk about Justin Fields right now who's getting sacked at a high clip. So he can't kill it. Um, I trust Bill Callahan to get things done. I would be more um, was secure. I'd feel more secure if they did have a veteran tackle in the world. Those are tough to find in the middle of September. Yes, it is. It's not. Really it's tough. really not you know, Really not likely. I did some homework. Um, I, I reached out to Bull, and they cut, the Bengals cut Lyle Collins. Right. Um, I, I actually, he was on the pup list, um, mm-hmm. and I was listening to James Rapine, and he was talking about, they didn't know whether it was a thing where he was off the pup list, he passed a physical but he wanted to play. They wanted Eric to take Fisher. Him. Wasn't he the first pick of the uh, draft? Yeah, he was. Uh, Leo Collins also was due seven million roster bonus, and you know the Bengals ain't got no money. They 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 bouncing checks after that Joe Burrow deal. Well, you know, he so was, they they needed that seven right back. Like, he, well, he was the he was Joe Burrow's bodyguard. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. And I asked Bull. I said, "You watch him every day. Is he an upgrade?" He's like, "Well, he." He was much better three years after coming from the Cowboys. He's had two significant injuries while he's on the pub list. That's what scares me. Yeah, two significant injuries. I mean, what's his age? 30. So, I, you know, you know, kick the tires on that one. But um, Look, I got, I'm going to give the Browns credit. He played left tackle, we, we, right? We sat here. For, yeah, I think he did. We played for two weeks. We really took it to the Browns about the way they were handling the kicker. First of all, really, the whole preseason, I felt they needed to have a kicker in camp mm-hmm. from day one. Mm-hmm. They didn't. I thought that was a mistake. I think they gave Cade York every chance in the world, which yeah. I understand he's a draft pick. You've got something invested in him. Yeah. But when they were kicking the tires on the kicker market, 
We sat here and dragged them over the coals for not bringing in Robbie Gold. And I know he's older, but he had all of his kicks last year. He's a Pro Bowl kicker. Mm-hmm. And he's a money kicker in, in big kicks. And they went and signed a guy that wasn't even on our radar. <laughs> we, we listed five kickers that were available on the open market. Well, he wasn't available. We... Uh, some of the guys that we listed weren't available either, but we knew that there was they were in a kicking battle and they were likely to lose. Okay. In New England, we knew that they were going to keep the rookie okay. and they were going to cut the veteran. But none of us, none of us mentioned Hopkins. No. And, and they, so well, that's far, not true. He was on our graphic. We didn't spend any time at all talking about him as the answer. He was, we put 10 options up there. He was okay, on the graphic. Okay, it took 10 options. I was number 11. He was in the I'm graphic. just saying, he was on the graphic. Don't okay. say nobody say, mentioned him. No, but I mean, what I'm saying is nobody sat in any of these chairs and advocated, why aren't they so, signing Hopkins? That is totally fair. And Wait. the Browns, now I know it's one week, small sample size, that he might miss his next three kicks. But so far, we have to give the Browns credit. Because oh, yeah. they didn't go out and overpay for, for, for Robbie Gold. They went out and they got a name that we were all like, huh? And so far, so good. Now, can they do so that? I trust they're going to do the same can thing. Can they do tackle. that with left tackle? I trust they will. What I will say about the Browns, and if, what they've shown just this whole season and this offseason is that they know what's at stake. And I, yeah, they I don't know care. What time it is. I don't care who you are. <laughs> they ain't keeping you around. I, I agree you, with that. They, if it's they're a problem, acting, they go fix the problem. I, I, yeah. And, and here's the best up part, part about it: the guy that came in that's going to start for Jack Conklin should be getting all the smoke. But 95 percent of the people ain't worried about Dewan Jones. They worry about Jed Wills. <laughs> that's funny because that it might be true. It's a big question. Yeah, true. it's not just Dewan Jones. It is. Equally as concerned yeah, on the right. other side. Okay, yeah. now True. I know there's concern, and, I, and I, I'm just going to be devil's advocate because I like doing that. Are you, I, you and Jason oh, really? now? I'm concerned too. <laughs> okay. But for, for the sake of discussion, and I think this should be thrown out there, it's not like we haven't seen Jed Wills and Dewan Jones for you know, ever. They held up against a Cincinnati Bengals front line that's I think everyone would agree is probably slightly above average. And they didn't get Deshaun Watson killed in that game. Tomorrow, last week? Last week. Well, because he's mobile. Exactly, but that's he's going to be mobile the rest of the year, we hope. Listen. So, I mean, I'm just trying <laughs> you to, playing trying to with fire. concerns. At what point, you got a quarterback that's $230 million. At what point is, can he feel comfortable just sitting in the Look, pocket and throwing the ball? I watched Hudson against Pittsburgh a couple of years ago. Well, I don't think he's that good either. Play after play after play, and they gave him no help. Guess and what? And was a sitting duck back there, and they never adjusted. Well, what, I, I can tell you that. And what happened to Baker the so next year? Well, I yeah. Am. Okay. Okay, but, but, okay. But here's my point. We knew in 4.6 seconds, Hudson ain't it. We knew. <laughs> you think, do you think? I, it might have been designed. Well, look, everybody thought that Hudson would probably be the guy that comes in. And what happened? Uh, Dewan Jones was number the, two on that depth chart, I, whether I, we knew it or not. I, I think the thing about so what are you what are you insinuating? I'm, I'm saying I haven't seen anything yet. I, I know Will Jed Wills is standing around a lot of times looking for company, uh, and it, and he's missing assignments. I understand that, and that is reason for concern. But also, 
Hudson wasn't it, and we all knew it four snaps into the Pittsburgh game. We're like, this is going to be – he. Baker well, will leave on a gurney. Well, the Bleacher Report suggests something, too. I, they did. Talk about that. You call, you sent that to the – I did, didn't I? So, Bleacher Report said they came out with the five trades that must happen after week one. And it was a lot of good trades in there. They had the Browns. And this is NFL-wide. Yeah. Not just for the yeah, Browns, this is, Yeah, this is all NFL. Hey, Ty, Ty, before you go on, this was five signings, not trades they want to see. Marcus Cannon's a free yeah. agent right now. Sorry. Sign yeah, him. signings, my fault. And Marcus Cannon was the one for the Browns. They said that the tackle position, obviously Jack Conklin going down, and Jed Wills with the question mark. They said Marcus Cannon would be the perfect fit for him. He was an expatriate. I think they took him in the fifth round, they do said. You, do you like that? So would you like that signing? Hey, listen, the Patriots, what's the history on the Patriots offensive lineman? They usually do. They're usually pretty good. Pretty good. They're you know, discipline football, I, yep. but it's a reason that he's without a job. That's true, too. So, right. I would kick the tires on him. I mean, at the most part, you know, he should at least be disciplined. He's played football. Taylor Lewan, no way. Eric Fisher, never. <laughs> he was a Remmers, I think he would be an outlier. Uh, Collins, I'm interested in that, but I, 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 of all those names. Why, why, what's wrong with Eric Fisher. Be, be, be What's wrong with Eric Fisher? He's very old. Before Not that. only that, like the guy, you know, look, when you're the overall number one, you, it comes with a stigma, man. It comes, <laughs> yeah, but dude. it also comes with a target. Before y'all say no. He's been given multiple chances and he's just not that I, guy. I just I just said McNuggets something on, on the tag board. Maybe they could put it up. Before you say no to these guys, just let's just take a look at some of the film work that Jed has been putting out. <laughs> I, I love this. And, 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 I know, and I know, and I know for a fact we say he's not going to get Deshaun Watson killed, but it, it, listen, he got oh, Jack Conklin killed. Oh, it's a lot of almost in that man. And, Gee, and, who'd you send it to? Uh, Ultimately, was Sports Show on YouTube or chart, not YouTube, uh, Twitter. Twitter, Twitter. Send it on Twitter. We've seen this video before. Every time I watch it, it makes me laugh and it also the, makes me nervous. Is it? I wonder if it's that. You've seen it, no, Ty. It's, it's the play Jack Conklin gets hurt. I, I don't, oh, it's that one? Yeah. It's the Olay. The Olay. Like, like that, we, we look, we're not worried about Jack Conklin getting hurt. That's just part of the game. We're not saying you set him up. Everybody up here is is is. is savvy me, I hope to you understand. can't pull that because I never but, really got to see. So what what it, it's, <laughs> it's, I'm looking at his technique, and, and so everybody can stop saying, that they, oh, they, he's not that bad. Well, bro, I'm, I'm showing you right here. Actually, he's that bad. Louder than words. Look. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. It's, it's, it ain't even, it ain't even, it's not even that. It's I need, how, I it's how he whole. gets beat off the ball. Yeah, we didn't see it from the beginning. It, you almost need to see that from the beginning. It, it, it's like, I mean, guys are... He's already passed him seven yards in the backfield. If it was a hundred meter dash, the gun went off and he was still in the blocks while everybody was at the twenty. 
Like hey, it, his reaction time is not exactly uh, what we want well, at he, that position. Trey Young, Hendrickson is still a top tier. He's a good one. DN, so all. So let me tell you this. <laughs> so is if, TJ Watt, if bro. You are, he on the other side. So someone's got to stop him. If they so happen to put him on the left. If you, are, now if we you got are a problem. starting defensive end in the AFC, you are good that's by default. That's right. All I'm no, you're right. Yeah, like, yeah that's, start, that's true. That is true. You're good. He's not going to see nobody <laughs> that's trash. Well, this is what they, they man. David and Joku better be. He gonna sit. This is what we gonna do. We gonna call the play. We're we gonna, we gonna, we gonna break the huddle, <laughs> and wherever wherever T.J. Watt is, that's the side David and Joku is lining up for, yeah, and he man. helping out on that side. That's what you yeah. got to do. He's he's gonna be his shadow. Yeah, that's it. All right, Mikey. It is time for our first Coach Tyvis segment of the season. Coach Tyvis, one of our favorite things we do. We are all smarter football fans, viewers, and observers. After speaking with the one and only 2015 National Championship Defensive MVP, Tyvis Powell. If you haven't hit that like button, you haven't hit that subscribe button, do it for us. It helps us in the YouTube algorithm. And the better we do on YouTube, the more we can pay Tyvis to keep on doing these segments for us. So, <laughs> Tyvis, today we are breaking down Martin Emerson Jr. and his stellar play against the Bengals. We have three plays. We have two coverage plays and a tackling play. And, Ty, we're going to take this full. You got tag board. Steve, whenever you're ready, and we can let Tyvis explain to us why Martin Emerson Jr. did something so special against these Bengals receivers. Because he a dog, that's why. No, okay, so on this first play, he, obviously he's at the bottom of the screen right here. And when I saw this play, it reminded me of when I was with the Seattle Seahawks and I watched Richard Sherman go up against Brandon Marshall. And I actually text Sherman about it this morning because, I mean, he looks literally identical to what Sherman was doing. So I asked Sherman, you know, if you watch him, if you watch Martin on this, you see that that he sees this outside release. He sees that he's getting a fade ball. But what's so impressive about it is that he gets his eyes right around, like immediately, which is something that you're not supposed to do. But the reason that Martin is doing it is because he understands that they're going to throw back shoulder fades. And I was, so I asked Sherman, I was like, when you played Brandon Marshall, you did the same thing. And he said, well, he knew that it was some type of signal that was being given that was a back shoulder. Oh, really? So, so Fitz Because he knew the back shoulder was coming. He knew he 100% knew that this was back shoulder because no corner plays it like, like he's almost playing it like it's a cover two type I, thing. He yeah. got his eyes back for the back shoulder and it was a back shoulder pass. So Martin Emerson is not just a good football player. He's smart. He, he's watching tape and he understands signals or something. Something was given that he paid attention to and caught to know that that's a back shoulder fade. He was on top of the route, which is perfect. When you, when you get an outside release, you want to immediately stay on top of the route, squeeze them to the sideline. The reason you squeeze them to the sideline is because now there's no route that he can run. If he runs a comeback, he's going to run out of bounds. It can only be a fade. So a lot of the routes is eliminated right off the bat from him just being on top of that route. He's using the sideline as a second Exactly. Defender, right? So he's able to get his eyes back and play it because Joe Burrow has nowhere else to go with the ball but a back shoulder. He plays it well, and he almost comes up with the interception. So that's, reacted to it like he was the receiver. Right. That's really? a, This is next-level stuff. Like, Martin Emerson is really making that jump. I love that. All right, when so that get, was – Whenever you're comparing him to your guy – yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty high praise. Yeah, he knows something. Now, what I wonder what Sherm said about that. 
He ain't me yet. I haven't. Sir, I didn't show him the clip. So what I oh, okay. when I texted him this morning about it, I said I'm breaking down this Martin Emerson clip, and I said, sure, he looks exactly how you looked against Brandon Marshall. So what was it that you seen, or why did you play Brandon Marshall that way? He was like, he was like, oh, they was giving these these signals that I that I picked up on um, watching film and during the course of a game, it's and the I little and I kind of and I seen what it was. He was like, he he like hit his leg or tap his foot or something like that. And I knew that that was back shoulder. So when I seen it, I played it like. That, so. Wow! I said that it looks like exactly what it is. And this very next play that McNuggets is about to show, he does it. it he he almost do pretty much the same thing again, but he stayed on top of the route this time. And it's on T Higgins. Boom! He on top stabs, gets his head. He flips his head yeah, around and he's ready to play it. He knows that's crazy because a lot of the, the he eliminated a lot of routes when he gets some push stab him off. See what people got to realize about these fade routes. If you ever go to like a practice. And watch him practice. It's this red line that goes up the side. That goes. It's like five, five yards away from the sideline. It goes all the way down the field. What's it for? It's for the fade route. So when receivers run their fade routes, the quarterback is taught to throw it on the red line. Oh, okay. So what it does is, if you throw it on the red line, that receiver runs up that red line and he keeps space so he can throw it on the outside shoulder so the corner Gives can him room never to catch get, it and still right. inbound. So what a corner wants to do is, you want to knock him off of that red line so it eliminates that sideline throw. He can't throw it because there's no space. Mm. So Martin Emerson, boom, stabs. You see double stab and now they run it up the sideline and he has nowhere to throw the ball. He gets his head around and he plays the ball. So he, he just, <laughs> Bart Emerson is, uh, he, he's really been working on his press technique. And coming out of college, I told y'all, the one thing that excited me is that he led the SEC and PBUs, past breakups. That was important because it told me that he knows how to play the football. Instinctively knows exactly. where it's going to yeah, be. Too. Like, it's because that ball go up in the air and people get nervous. They slow their feet down. It's a lot of stuff that go into DBs that people don't know about. Like, when you turn your head and you look for the ball, instinctually you slow down. But he speeds up. He keeps running matches, and he plays the ball. So can, can you coach that, or is you just well? Have that? You you got You can be coached out of it. It's something that you need to learn around middle school, high school. That when you turn your head around, you need to speed up because it's easy to slow down. It's not easy to speed yeah, up. Yeah, that makes like, sense. If, if you turn around and you slow down, that receiver is gone. Right. So. He plays that right, gets his head, stays on top of the route, and he's able to play on top of the ball. He's on top of it, so the re- he's essentially the receiver of T. Higgins is because the DB. He's going to be a pro bowler, isn't he? He is. I like him, man. He, he got some really good game, man. Like I said, I challenged him right on this show. I sat right in this seat right here, and I said, Martin, they they putting you as CB3, but you are better than CB3. You should challenge to be CB1 after this season. And after one game... He definitely looked better at like number two right now. I get it. He looked well, like number two. Grades on the show yesterday, and, <laughs> and it was terrible. I, I didn't get it. <laughs> it was I didn't terrible. Get it. So get it. based off those PFF grades and this third play, Tyus, I picked for a specific reason. His coverage grade was extremely high. His tackling grade, not nearly as high. So the next play we're going to show is a tackling situation with Emerson. It was third and ten. Mm-hmm. The Browns get the stop. It's a gang tackle. Emerson's the first to the ball, Tyus. So mm-hmm. when we're going to play the play. Tell us, even though Emerson didn't make the tackle, in your opinion, did oh, he, he still uh, he did, did he what do he needed? His responsive, but did he, did yeah. he cover what he was expected to do in this situation? Mm-hmm. Because according to PFF, and we proved yesterday, not always matching up to the eye test. Yeah, he got dinged for this play in PFF, but maybe you see it as well positive. You can take the play. Steve. So when I watch the play, it is his play to make because it looks like they're in cover two. 
I can tell they're in cover two because you can see the corners hinging off. Hinging means that they're getting towards the sideline. So why this play is significant to me is that, okay, as a corner, let me give you all what the responsibility as a cover two corner is. As a cover two corner, you want you want to push your receiver inside. You want to send him inside and you hinge and you get, you get with. You want to get towards the sideline because you want to play that seven cut. Usually in these concepts, you get high lows. So maybe number two runs the seven cut while number one sits down in front of you. They want you to take that one in front of you so they can hit the seven cut behind you. As a corner, you have to play everything deep to short. So in this particular this particular route right here, as you notice, the tight end at the bottom, he chips the, he chips the D in and then he runs that little flat route. What makes Martin Emerson successful on this play, even though he didn't make the tackle, is that he shot the outside leg, keeping... Uh, contain on the ball, sending it back inside. Now, if he shoots inside and misses, he got that whole sideline to get extra yards. But if you're going to shoot and be aggressive, you want to so shoot outside force them inside. and force him inside to Where he help. knew he had So, help. technically, you want him to get them. Obviously, you want him to make the tackle, but he still gets a plus because, boom, he did what he needed to do. Everybody's right there to make the tackle. And Tyvis, what's incredible about that is this happens as we watch it this time at warp speed. Oh, yeah. You He's are. making that decision <laughs> in a tenth of a second to go outside leg. Well, I mean, so in this play right here, you get, obviously you got eyes on the quarterback. The quarterback breaks contain. He running out. You got your job responsibility. What you want to do is before you decide to go, you want to take one more peek behind you to make sure that you got enough depth that that quarterback can't squeeze that ball behind you. But once that quarterback looks at that tight end, it's, it's essentially because he shouldn't have time to look here, look there, look there, right. and then go back. Especially with By the third line. read, it's, that's what it is. The, the rush is coming. He got to go. So after about four seconds on the play, you know where it's going. Be aggressive on it. Don't stop your feet. And he did exactly what he needed to do. He has what they call a quick processor, doesn't he? Yeah, you got to. You yeah. have to be very – all, all of that stuff be happening within like – you oh, know, Just a flash. Split, split and, like, and that's why they rep it. When people talk about read your keys, man – you you do more with just reading people's body mm-hmm. and their, what they're so, so supposed to do. When you they get really elite is when you can read the keys, but at the same time have ball skills to know where the football is and make plays right. like, that are unconventional. And those two things, you know, can come at the peril of each other. You can have great skill sets when you read your keys, but some people can't catch the football <laughs> or they don't have no awareness. Yeah, knowing what's happening is just half of it. you yeah. got to have the physical ability to execute. Yeah. No, and, and and the thing about it is these offenses are so good at enticing you. That's the thing. You have to be so disciplined, especially in the secondary. You have to be so disciplined. Don't take the bait. And don't take the bait. And they do a great job. I mean, they it's like, please, they're going to sit it right in front of you. And you think to yourself, oh, I'm going to make this big time play. And the moment you take one step, he can hit you right behind you. Boom, throw the ball How behind How good could the, the defensive backs of the Browns be can, can they can they reach a status where mm. the, because in the late 80s early 90s it was you know Hanford Dixon and mm-hmm. Frank Minifield they yeah. were the dogs yeah and they were widely regarded as the best defensive backs in the NFL mm-hmm. can this group be that I tell you what when you look around the NFL it's not a lot of guys that can say especially as a trio for you I'm just talking corners and a nickel right it's not a lot of teams that can say that at every spot they strong there the Browns can say that and they're pretty young 
that's the best thing about it. They're all young. With Denzel being the leader, now Denzel's He's biggest challenge. He's the old man of the group now. Is, is his biggest challenge is staying healthy. But from a coverage standpoint, they're all pretty strappy. Like, they, they are really tight in coverage. And with that pass rush merits to that tight coverage, it's hard on these quarterbacks. And the safeties are coming, too. Exactly. It's so hard. So if they continue to do that, the only problem that they had last game was tackling. And like I say, Denzel, I get it. You just came out of concussion protocol. You ain't trying to go back, so I get it. But I thought but everybody, the was good. But everybody else. It was quick. They were to the ball. That's quick. what I'm saying. That's what you want. And that's a Jim Schwartz You, you at least want them to be aggressive and make the aggressive moves. And, if, and at worst, if they miss, they helping out so well because they're missing and keeping contained on the ball. That's what you want. Great, great, def- great def- defenses tackle and contain the football and don't give up explosive. You do those three I, things. I, I you know be they're a great all defense. important. I'm going to take the linebackers out of this mix because yeah, <laughs> the league has said you guys are just kind of partially on the plate. Yeah, let's just talk about defensive fronts mm-hmm. and defensive backs. Yeah, which one is most important? For a, for a defense See, dominance. They, the D-line, but they go hand in hand because you think about this, and you know who said it <laughs> to bring him up? G-Dub, Greg Williams said it. Yeah. Back when he was drafting Denzel, it was about to, it was, they was, everybody was like, get Bradley Chubb. The, yeah, the, I remember that. They was like, get Bradley Chubb with that pick. And he said, no, I'm going to get Denzel Ward. He said, the problem is Miles Garrett is this close to getting there but the quarterback's getting rid of the ball because somebody's open. We don't have nobody in the secondary to stop them. So they went and got Denzel Ward, somebody that gets tight coverage. Why? Because now that quarterback has to stop and think for a second, like, maybe I can't. And at that moment, boom, he yeah. getting tackled. So that's what the difference a great is. Defensive that's why they go hand in hand. Can make a really good defensive backfield yeah. even better. Yeah. You think about Jacksonville and what was that, 2017 when they had Ramsey and A.J. Bouye and right, they right. led the league and all that stuff. They had a great pass rush. They had Calais Campbell. Yep. Had that great pass they rush and had that great secondary. And quarterbacks got nervous and started throwing yep. the ball up in the air. Yep. I'm so excited about this defense. I can barely contain it. All right, uh, Mike, you, have, you want to do a read here? I got to do a right fast in? read real quick, and then we will get into how the Browns are looked at nationally. And we have a little update to that since the show started that I think you guys will enjoy. But beforehand, we have a lot of things coming here at UCSS. And one of the things that we are promoting and helping with is making sure all Browns fans, fans out there are dressed to the absolute max moving forward if you haven't already gotten all the browns gear you need for the upcoming brown season you better go to fanatics.com slash ucss to get all your swaggiest browns gear it is the same fanatic store you would find regularly except if you buy it using this link fanatics.com slash ucss we get a little bit of money on the back end so it is a totally legal fair deal i know jay said it sounded like a drug deal yesterday it is not <laughs> totally legal this i never said signed drug by deal. Our lawyers i said it sounded a little we, uh, we hope that if you are buying any browns gear Wear it to the Muni lot when me and Bull there are, are are there in two weeks and continue to get all your Browns gear for yourself, your friends, your family hey, at fanatics.com slash UCSS. Is Bull going to wear Browns gear? Because that's always tricky for a fan of another team. I don't think – and this Bull will tell you it's really hard for Bull to shop for certain stuff. I, I get that. I don't think he has Browns gear. And and you know what? Like I don't think we should, should ask him to wear Browns gear either. No. I mean, he wants Listen, the Browns to do I don't well, think you could ask Bull to fan. do anything. He's going to no. do what Bull yeah, wants. Bull's going to tell you, I'll either do it or I won't. Um, I mean, hell, he lost a bet where he was supposed to wear the Baker Mayfield jersey, and he never did. He did. He had office. It is. All right. Um, uh, so, real quick. National talk- media, let's do this. We started. We started mentioning this earlier. 
I want to get a little more in-depth here. But since the show started, Steve, take tag board full. A national media show. And I don't know why this looks so wonky in here. This is from first take. But Stephen A's A-list had the Browns as the fourth best team in the NFL after yes, week one. Yes, they did. He's buying Maybe in. the national media is starting to turn. The tide is turning towards the Browns here. G, how does it make you feel? Um, you know, I, I welcome all uh, oncomers. If you want to get on the bandwagon, it's cool. We got Kool-Aid enough for everybody. We got room. You know what I'm saying? We just made a deal with Oregon Trail. So now we can get on. <laughs> <laughs> the, official, the official sponsor of bandwagon? Yeah, official sponsor of bandwagon and meager rations. Uh, I, I'll tell you what. It, it's this, you can't not like them. See, this, the, the problem is you all going to get to see the really people really going to start jumping over, over the ship trying to get on the board. Right when Deshaun Watson throw his first 300-yard game, multiple touchdowns, no interceptions, then the, the next week the Browns are dangerous. I tell you what, they're, if he threw on like that and they got Nick Chubb in this defense, good luck. Good luck, NFL. It's not going to happen. I'm telling you, bro. I mean, they they got too many pieces of parts. You think Amari Cooper, Cooper going to be regular all year? You think Elijah uh, Moore ain't going to make no plays? Come on now. And we still didn't, we didn't play with uh, Juan Thornhill last week. And this week is going to be, I think it's one of those weeks where the offense really wakes up. And, it, and it's going to be called pick your poison this week. Because I think, uh, I think uh, uh, you know, they're going to get 100 on the ground. And I think uh, your, your man Deshaun Watson wakes up this week, and he's in it for the first time. Show you that two thirty. Well, I tell you what, when you this week to me, I need more than two thirty. This week, oh, is that, it. that's two thirty million. Yeah. He's gonna show you. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking two thirty. Show you Two thirty is like that bar is low. I think two thirty is like three thirty. I like. I okay. truly believe that this game right here will change the the whole narrative for the Cleveland Browns. Yep. And, I, and I know that the Pittsburgh got blown out and all that, but the thing is. I don't think the Browns have won a lot of games in Pittsburgh. That's one. No, they have not. And two, I think that everybody knows it's a rivalry. It's been dominant. And it's in Pittsburgh. Like, I don't think that's a, a fluke to go in there and just win, especially if you win in a, a great fashion. Like, you go in there and do a Sam Fran type thing. <laughs> oh, that's going to take the attention. Like, everybody. you have no choice but to address what's going on in Cleveland. And, yeah. I, and I think G's right. I think that everybody comes in and plays their part in this because we still are waiting to see this this playbook that's just so open. Now, we got to see glimpses of it. I got to see concepts like that. That Marquise plays the first one where he overthrew it. I don't even think people know DPJ was wide open going the other way. Like they yeah. did a crossing route. DPJ had his dude to beat too. So both of them was wide open and it's something new that we hadn't seen. So I'm actually interested. I want to see it with good weather where there's no excuses of them being able to complete passes. Right. I hope it's, I hope it is clear. Yeah. Monday night. Uh, I can tell you my, my perspective on, on the whole national thing when it comes to the Browns is, is interesting because for most of my young adult life, I was not part of the national media. Mm -hmm. And I used to get caught up in that groundswell of fans that were always complaining about how we were viewed. And I'm not talking about the cardiac kids, and I'm not talking about the Bernie Kosar years, because mm -hmm. obviously they got their due then. Yeah. Well, what was different? They, they won, mm -hmm. and they won consistently. Yeah. We don't deserve national love. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just being very honest. I, I mean, yeah. I'm not talking about in the micro this year. I'm talking about as a franchise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have done nothing to convince the national media that they should pay attention to us. I agree. Now, I changed my thinking into that when I went to the national media and I talked to all these 
guys that are making opinions and putting them on television. And I, here's what I would hear. Browns would start three and one, let's say, which rarely if ever happens. <laughs> and I'd be like, dude, why aren't you, you know, come on, let's blow this trumpet. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Just wait. We've been fooled by them before. Yeah. They, with, with the, to quote a famous head coach, late head coach, they would, many of them would tell me they are who we think they are. Mm-hmm. And just give them enough time and they'll prove that. Well, I just asked, so, I, I just asked Sherm that. Sherm just did his top five and I text him. <laughs> where, where did he have the Browns? Probably not in it. No, he just do top five. I said, why you ain't, why you ain't including the Browns? He said, I'm not putting no stock into the Browns. Too early. Said, That's too early. Okay, now, I'm all of that it. being said, I will also say this, because I used to advocate for all Cleveland sports teams inside that campus all the time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them would say, oh, Jay, man, that's cute. That's cute. After all these years and all those losses, you still believe, man. That's a, you got a special heart. And I was looked at as the Cleveland mascot. There were people there that always said, hey, the Cleveland mascot, because I was always pumping the, the Indians and the Browns and mm-hmm. the Cavs. And what I finally realized and learned was it doesn't matter. Who cares what they think? It doesn't put dubs in the right column. It's true. It, in fact, a wise person once told me, why are you asking for the target? Yeah, that's true, too. I tell you what, I don't... Fly under the radar. It's okay. And you know what? After you win consistently three years in a row, the Browns make the playoffs. They make an AFC championship game. You're going to have their attention, mm-hmm. and it still isn't going to matter. It still doesn't average mean anything in the win column. Yeah. So we I, shouldn't be concerned about what other people think about us. Who cares? Well, Just I, go win. I barely watch national coverage anyway. I don't watch any of yeah, it anymore because I I don't do it because we do this. We're too busy. Yeah, we do this, and it. I feel like if I hear that, it'll affect my part, my own opinion and my own outlook. <laughs> So I don't care. Uh, you're, you're stronger minded than that. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> gonna, I, you, might, you might say something that's good. The, the national yeah. media. You'll be enlightened. The national <laughs> media is like, um, I, I would compare it to national media is like trying to get Michelin stars. Like they, they you know, they want you to put a, a, a pretentious dish out there with all kind of green stuff on the plate to make sure it looks nice. And they go to restaurants and they, they judge you on whether or not you have the pedigree or you're innovative and, and, and how, how well video or food bloggers like you. But everybody knows, like, when you really want to eat, like, and you hungry, no one goes to five-star restaurants. You go right to the middle of the road, get you some of that local rib, ribs, get you some burgers, just the, the stuff that we eat, right? Mm-hmm. The stuff that you can just eat and get up out of here. Now, when you look at the Browns, <laughs> Browns is a local type thing that you can eat. Is is you can is is you can, it's digestible, but if you look at it from the outside, you're like, but that's just hamburgers and ribs. You can't have hamburgers or ribs at a wedding reception, can you? Right? You gotta have pretentious plates and full of stuff that people don't eat. I think when you look at the Browns, as as people start to be like, hey man, that little restaurant over there is good as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go down and get the gravy. Go down there and get everything you got going. The problem is. The Browns don't have the cachet. They don't have the backing to it yet. Yet, but here's the thing: they got they got the players because we should we should be 
experts in this. But, gee, they've had the players before and not delivered. But, but, That's why there's going to be a cautious but, trigger pull by the national media. They're, they're going to wait we? and see. But, but no, ha, ha, no. We've had, yeah, a couple years ago, we were talking Super Bowl to start the season. I, I, but I think, I think, we went six and ten. We, I think we over-exaggerated <laughs> it because now if you go back and compare those two rosters, you start to see the flaws in, in the roster. You, well, we saw them in real time, but we talked ourselves into, but they got Nick Chubb. And they got Miles Garrett. Yep. And, and you know what? At the end of the day, all that was fool's gold. And now, this is the real deal roster. This, this that, is the this menu the that you can eat off This of. is the roster, right? This is like you look at it player for player. This roster is that good. That's why I had no problem just saying, yeah, you know what? Y'all have, uh, you know, flushed a lot of people's hopes and dreams down the toilet. But guess what? For this year, <laughs> I'm believing. And because I'm believing not in, in necessarily – some myth in history and kumbaya. I'm listening. I'm looking at the ingredients y'all got. Look at if the you, names. I, the names and the track records. These guys have track record and names at all of these positions, and they finally have a coach. Because guess what? They were searching for coaches, quarterbacks, and players at the same time. If you're searching for a coach and a quarterback and players, you're done. Yeah, you're, the you, hardest part of solving this win. unsolvable Rubik's Cube is getting all of it at the same, same time. time. Yep. And we think, and we've thought this before, that's why I'm going to be cautious too, man. I'm not going to swing the pendulum to 9 and 8 to 13 and 4 after one. Oh, week. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna moving. wait and see. I'm not moving off of 10 wins. I had 9 and 8. I'm, uh, 10 and, and, and 7, and I'm honestly, not moving. I believe after watching one game that if they play more games like that than they do the last year's team, then then you can start thinking double-digit wins in playoffs. Mm-hmm. But you got to prove it. And, and the one thing that I would say to all Browns fans that complain about national media hates us, who cares? It doesn't mean, oh, the national media likes them, so they're not 3-0, and they're 4-0. you got to give them an extra win because the national media likes them. It means nothing. And guess what? They're wrong more than they're right. Yeah, that's true. They are, and, and I can say that because I worked at an opinion show for 11 years. And if they would have put money where their mouth was, they'd have gone broke. Well, it's that, easy to opine, <laughs> and as if you know factually what's going to happen, but nobody knows. You have to in our in our society nowadays. You hit, you're either on that side or this side. Tribalism gives you context to your life. Being down the middle doesn't give you any. It doesn't make you feel good about anything. At least if you lose, you can say that somebody else's entity has you, something to do with it. You feel like you're a part of something. Yes. You, nobody. That that is a part, a rite of passage now, and especially in sports and politics. Hey, you know, either I'm going to be with the Browns or you against the Browns, and it it kind of is a, it's a self fulfilling prophecy. The fans start to feel like, oh wow, this is. We got it. We got a groundswell here, and then it trickles to the players. Wow, this team, these guys are really behind us. But you, the players, hear any of that noise? I think they do. What noise? Are are they paying attention to the national media? Because, by the way, for every voice you can find that's a hater, you can find a supporter. Yeah, you hear it. You hear it. Everybody, because everybody, it's on, it's on, it's on in the locker room. We go looking for it. It's on in the locker room. You you go looking for it. Yeah, it's it's like ESPN and stuff is on in the locker room. So you look up, you might see it, but. Man, I can't, that concept to me, go look for it. It's like people that would Google themselves or would, (laughs) like, search their own name on Twitter. Don't do that. Man, you need a little more (laughs) love as a kid if you're doing that. Don't do that. No, of course not. Again. Everybody's got an opinion, and it's the largest bathroom wall in the world. Anybody yeah. can write anything on it. It doesn't give them any credibility. I'm That's just true. going to. All right, 
See about uh, again. True or false? I can't wait to take the belt this week. Let's the see. belt is up for grabs. <laughs> and before we do that, do last this. fast read of the day. Once again, just a reminder, guys. On Friday, we are making our TV oh. debut on Channel Three from twelve thirty to one. We will post that segment on YouTube afterwards. So if you can't catch Channel Three Doesn't live, it look like we're all be able to arms get there. Yeah, it does. It looks like we're all kumbaya marching in a parade. It does. Anthony did a good job with that. Good but job, you will not bro. miss a second of UCSS content. It will be posted on YouTube afterwards. If you can watch us on Channel 3, please do. We appreciate the support. And this will only help the entire show out in the long run. So Definitely. in the past, we've done true or false on individual players. Today, we're doing true or false on the Steelers-Browns rivalry. Oh, wow. Okay. So let's check out how well you guys know the history of this AFC North division rivalry. And let's start with the first one. Steve, hit the music. And then take the graphic. Let's get it going. Whew, Question saying, number one. We got to get three right. Jim Brown had more career rushing yards versus the Steelers than he did against any other NFL team. True or false? G says false. Tyvis says false. Jay says true. That means someone's going to take the lead here. The answer is false. Yes. Yes, sir. Who was it? Yes. The Philadelphia Eagles. In 12 games against the Eagles, Jim Brown ran for 1,631 yards. In 12 games against the Steelers, he ran for 1,396. That was one and two. Steelers were the second most. Eagles. Which I wouldn't I just, expect them to play the Eagles as much as well. They did that's the why I went. I just went common sense. I'm like, well, they probably played this dude. There were no Bengals. They probably played the Steelers more than anybody else. So mm. it makes sense. I thought about that too. How, why the hell are they playing the Eagles I 16 times in nine seasons? I double checked. How did that happen? 12 times. 12 times. Okay, 12 times in nine seasons. How does Still, that? Yeah, no idea. But that is the heck kind of schedule reference in the NFL. Oh, we got to play the Eagles for the second time this year. <laughs> All right, next question. True or false? The Browns and the Steelers have met in the playoffs four times. Okay, now I can figure this out. Jay's ready. Tyvis is ready. G. Bush is ready. You said four times? Four times. How bad? Because you probably know the answer, and I know. <laughs> G says false. Tyvis says false. Jay says false. When I start Three falses. Along, you know I don't. <laughs> Three correct answers. The correct answer, Jay. How many times have they played in the I believe playoffs? twice. I thought twice, too. Three. Three. Okay. I knew it wasn't four. I started counting all the years we made the playoffs, and I'm like, we haven't played them that many times in the playoffs. I, can, I remember I, all the playoffs. I remember in 2002, right? They yeah. Were, and then I remember they may have played them in the playoffs one of Bernie's years, too. They did. Yeah. A burning See, year, yes, 2002, yes. 2020. And 2020. 20, 20. Yes. All right, next question. The Browns won the very first meeting between these two teams in 1950. The final score of 30. Oh, this to could 17. be partially. I mean. It's either true or false, Jay. It's okay. either true or false. All right. Simple rules. G says true, confidence. Tyvis says true, confidence. Man, Jay says true, day, confidence. The Steelers. And you guys are correct. It is true. The year, the score, the teams, everything in that statement is true. The Browns wow, you guys are won the first three. meeting. Three for three. So we can, uh, 30 we can, they've 17. already tied Bull all They have already bull tied went Bull. Three and five. That is correct. That's because he ain't from it. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> Next up. I need, I need to get this one right. You Jay needs this one. 
If you guys get this right, Tyvis G, you have beaten Bull. Despite having a combined 21 catches for 319 yards in two games against the Steelers in 2013, Josh Gordon did not score a touchdown against Pittsburgh that season. True or false? Did Josh Gordon score a touchdown against Pittsburgh that season? Tyvis says true. I have no idea. Jay says false. <laughs> G says you true, so if Jay's right, Jay ties it up, and the answer is false. He scored an absolute garbage time touchdown in Week 17. It was the final of those 21 catches, I think he, which led he to caught a touchdown. That, he caught it over the middle in the back of the end zone, and they was getting torched. But, man, yeah, I should have got it that It was one. his final catch. I was doing this with Earl. So we all have three. It is now all tied up at three, including Bull. Who is in third place? I hate you. I hate you. I had a beat. <laughs> next one. This is the fifth question. The Browns have lost 19 consecutive regular season games in Pittsburgh. Is that true? Is that false? 19 consecutive. I really don't know. Tyvis says true. Jay says false. G says true. We have a new leader in the clubhouse, and the clubhouse is not Jay. Oh! Yes. It is Tyvis and G. Yes! Damn, I it is yes. their last regular season yes. in Pittsburgh. Tim Couch, Monday Night Football. Yes. was 2003. 2003. Oh, it felt so good to watch what him get that green wiped off his by the face. Way, <laughs> by the way, they wore, they wore orange pants that day, and Joe Theismann was on the call. Yes, he's actually right. Wow, that is, man, that is correct. Man, you living that YouTube time machine, <laughs> that, don't you? That YouTube time machine. <laughs> so after five questions, we have Tyvis and G with four answers yeah. that have been correct. We Jay and Bull, Bull have out. three. All right. And Bullet did not get any more correct. Wow. Next up, Ben Roethlisberger has more career passing yards versus the Browns than Otto Graham, Bernie Kosar, and Brian Seip have combined against the Steelers. Is that true or false? I don't know. Put that down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. G uh, says true. J says true. You know what? I, I, I'll play the devil's advocate. Tyvis says false. He wants to be the leader by himself. And Tyvis, you walk your own path. Mm. And you are rewarded for doing so today. <laughs> the answer is false. Are you guys ready for the numbers? Let's hear them. Big Ben by himself has 6,896 career passing yards against the Browns. Otto Graham threw for 2,094 yards against Pittsburgh. See, that was what, that's the surprise to me. Kozar threw 2,408, and Sype threw 3,022. You combine wow, those together. that's a surprise. And 7,524 for the Cleveland quarterbacks. Ryan 6,896 for Big Ben. Tyvis, you are now the leader with two questions to go. Can wow. I finish? I thought that was tied. <laughs> we was tied, but you missed that one. So now yeah. it's five, it four, three. It was tied. Three. Exactly. You got three so you're in second place. Stuck right at three, bro. You can't, you and Bull about to Look, these are, these are stabs in the dark, bro. No one has said, oh, I know that one, except for I did, I did know the playoff. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was a good question. That was a lot of math involved. So technically, was. I got you. So, okay, next no, up. No, In the history of the Brown-Steelers rivalry, only one game has ended in a tie. Ooh. 
True or false? Bull got this one right, by the way. This They've played one a of his lot of games. Answers. They've played a lot of games. I mean, you would think they'd have more than one tie. <laughs> but you put true, didn't you? <laughs> true for Jay. Is that say fake on Tyvis? I see G says false. Is that fake on Tyvis? False. <laughs> Jay, you make, are right. He make me it laugh. It is true. That he he the old Swervy Derm. And with there. that, that means Adam the Bull has clinched a last place finish in today's true and false. That As we a, enter the final question. This is that, the win. That was twenty. That was How? that was twenty-eight to this. I that want one on you, ain't I? It that was. And, and so we got one question. So we can tie. And I think uh, I, in, uh, award had two interceptions. Give me a. Well, if we go to overtime, I'm beating you. So it doesn't matter. Well, let's, yeah. hope, let's hope. And there is an overtime question. There is an overtime question. Right. Heading into the final question. Tybus has five correct answers. G and J both have four. And Bull has been eliminated with three. So the first part of this next question is true. It's the second part. I want to know oh. if you guys agree is also okay. true or false. Ready, Steve? According to Pro Football Reference, 68 players have played for both the Steelers and the Browns. That part is true. Five of them are currently on NFL rosters. Is that true? You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. I know this. Overtime is you're gonna name them. Hmm. Well, let's hope it don't go there. <laughs> it's only, I can only count two. I hope it's five. Please, guys. Tyvis says true. Please. Jay says false. G says false. So before you take it, Steve, if the answer is true, Tyvis is our winner. If, if it's, it's false, false three-way tie. We're going to overtime in a three-way tie. Anthony, give me a drum roll, please. Please, guys. See, it's going to be a lot of those Steve, let's down see roster guys that we don't think about. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. When I wrote my I, I wanted to change. Hold on, Jay. Be quiet. Let me talk. Let me talk. First of all, I just want to. I want to thank God. You know, some of these questions was very tricky. You know, me being the young guy of this show is very shocking that I was able to do this. But the thing is, YouTube exists. And if you just do your homework and you study and you die hard, you a die hard Browns fan. You can overcome the old heads of this game. So, thank you to my mom. Shout out to Steve Becker for giving me this job. Shout out to director Steve for this wonderful Steve Becker. This wonderful close up right now. You know, I'm gonna take the reward money and I'm gonna get my hairline fixed. So here's here's the challenge though, real quick. It is now the panel versus the chat. Are you guys ready? It's the panel versus the chat. We have over 2,000 people watching at the moment, and we need them. Between you three and the chat, who can name the five See, active players? I think a lot of these guys are Larry Ogan Joby. Yeah, Ogan Joby was the only one that's that I could think of. That's 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 there are three you should get. Two three. will be tough. Three you should absolutely get. Okay. Ogan Joby's the first. If the chat beats you guys, that are still the chat gets a final take and not you. That is still playing? They are actively they're, they're on, on NFL rosters right today. On active rosters today. Uh, Hubbard? Correct. Yes, Hubbard, too. You're right. I forgot about Hubbard. Um, You're missing the most obvious one. What's the line? Let's go, skills. Get, let's go skills position. Oh, oh. We have till 12.50 to do this. You have three minutes. Okay. If the chat gets so, the chat just got one that you didn't get already. 
Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Chad has Google. Go ahead and say, hey, you just Google it. You got to hurry up. Mm. See, there's going to be some down roster guys that we just be like, what? I have no idea. This is he tough. He said we're missing the obvious one, guys. Let's start going at skills positions. Was it a quarterback that left here? Uh, maybe a tight end, a wide receiver. Oh. A defensive back. Justin Gilbert played, but he don't count no more. Yeah, Joe, he don't, Joe Hayden he don't. played, he don't count Yeah, no they're more. not on active rosters. Um, Is it a kicker? Oh, uh, line, no. line, linebacker um, linebacker for the Browns played for Wisconsin. We thought he was going to be good, but he was Oh, yeah, nobody can pronounce his Joe last Schobert. name. Schobert. Joe Schobert. Oh, yeah, Joe Is Schobert. Is he on the roster? Not currently active. Oh, He's saying. not? Not currently active. Yeah, wow. He, he was, Jesus man. pools. These are great picks, by the way. And the, how many the chat got? So far, they have one that you have not gotten. But how many do they have total? Three. So we've uh, got to get the obvious uh, one, guys. Uh, it's right there in front of us. Is it a running back? What about defensive line? I'm looking at it. Thomas, I know. Defensive backs, no. DBs, we brought them all in. Juan Thorhill, no. Delphi, no. Well, they, they don't have to be on the Browns. They don't have to necessarily be that's on the Browns. They could be on the Steelers. They could be on the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. You want the teams of the other three players. Yeah. yeah. The teams they're currently Current team on. Show. Yeah, sure. New Orleans. New Orleans. The Rams and the Cardinals. You're missing the obvious one, guys. The chat has absolutely. Demario Date? No. It's going to be New Orleans, right? Nope. The obvious one Whoa. is Arizona. Josh Dobbs? Correct. Yeah, yeah Josh Dobbs. Correct. Three for three now. All right. And then so you got two more Rams and then the Saints. The Saints one's a little easier than the Rams. I would never have got the Rams. He's a down roster guy, right? This, this, down the roster. Yeah, Saints, right? nobody we uh, didn't even play for us. You got one more minute before I just give you all the answers. All right, Saints. Who is on the Saints roster? He never played for them. Um. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Dang. I'm beat. I'm stumped. I like those shoes, Ty. Thank you. Travis Scott's. Nice. Are right, you guys ready? Yeah. Jesse James, the tight end. Oh, wow. He played for us? For a second. For a minute. For a cup of tea. Yeah. And I, lastly, Brian Allen, the defensive back. Yeah, no. Who I never would have no. guessed in a million years. Wouldn't have got that one. All right. Congratulations, Tyvis. Shut up. Tyvis, you are. Proving once again, you are the luckiest guesser. Not lucky. You, when, you, when it happens nine times, there's nothing. There's no luck to nine. it. Nine? Yeah, this is the ninth time. All do, right. Do we know that for a fact? That's a fact. 
Tyvis, Tyvis keeps track of it. Nine-time champ. I love that he counts. Bill Russell, but listen, I know, rest in peace to the late Bill Russell, but Bill your record's Russell, coming I down. No, it's coming down. I'm, shout out to Bill Plasky. I'm the all-time second leader. Bill Plasky. We're going to, to Tyvis. We're that Woody Page. We're going to yeah. make a graphic of all the games we play mm. starting today. Today's the first one. So nothing that happened before today no, no, today, yeah. today counts. But we're going to start for this season of okay. all the games we play. Okay. We're going to keep track of who's been the See, most successful. See, that's difficult. It's upside down, bro. Tyvis, you won that belt that many times in the Negro League. Them didn't count. We, we, yeah, those, those don't we, carry over. Them won't carry over. Here's the thing, though. Tyvis <laughs> isn't here every day. When we we play only games. play this game on the time well, we play in. other games. We, not for the belt. Well, would you just we're going to count all games. <laughs> we, we claim the belt, bro. He tried everything he can. <laughs> Listen, it is what it is, man. I got to save two minutes at the end here for a final take for G. Thank you. Those are good questions. Uh, yeah, we did some trivia last year. I thought it was a little too easy. I thought that was a little better way to uh, way to approach it. I like so, that, yeah. Uh, G. Bush, I'm going to make sure we have two minutes at the end of the show for you to get a final take in here. But I went to the Muni <laughs> lot this weekend with the camera, with some friends. I did not see Tyvis's wife, but apparently she, she and was. her squad saw me. So bad job out of me. And I'm they sorry, didn't boy. say hi? That's, I was kind of mad, but apparently I, we may have just missed uh My wife wasn't there. The she wasn't there yet. She said that the people that she was with oh, saw okay. that, said they saw Mikey Megan. He said Mikey Minuggas just walked past her oh, like 15 okay, minutes ago. So uh, put a little package together. I can't wait to see that. And Steve, uh, oh, also before we play it. Just to start off, I said it's 9 o'clock when we started. It was 8 o'clock when we started. So the first word out of my mouth is a lie, so let me correct it now. <laughs> you didn't it even know what actually, time it was. It was 8 o'clock when we started. Steve, take it. Community lot. Tailgates have fully begun here in Cleveland. I have no idea what to expect. Stay tuned. We have made it to the Muni lot. We got Zach. We got Miss Nuggets. And we got a bunch of y'all vertical. You go horizontal. Going crazy. It is 8:33 in the morning. I repeat, it is 8:33 in the morning. I'm here with Tony. Tony, how are the Muni lot vibes this morning? Muni is immaculate. Immaculate. So good. So good. Never heard. This of is uh, this is Dylan. Dylan, how are the Muni lot vibes this morning? Awesome, man. Awesome. What are you drinking? A little bit, a little bit of Bud Light. Bud Light. Is that the official drink of the Cleveland Browns? It is. It is. This is Kevin. Kevin, thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. How are the vibes in the meeting lot this morning? Sorry, what was the question? How are the vibes in the meeting lot this morning? Vibes are great. It's, uh, the weather's a little crappy, but it's all good. Everybody's excited. And we got Zach, last but not least. Zach, how you feeling this morning, brother? I'm feeling pretty good, honestly. Got some high noons in me, so hey, I'm, I'm chilling, I'm chilling. Tell my friends why they got to start watching UCSS. One of the best shows on YouTube. I watch it daily. It is 9.14 in the morning. We just finished our first lap to the Muni lot. You guys are as advertised, proud fans <laughs> are quite drunk. What's up? Hey, this is live. What's up? What's up? I don't know who that was, but someone just said my name. Miles Garrett's coming hard, and uh, watch out for Zadarius Smith on the other side. Dalvin Tomlinson up the middle. We putting pressure on you all damn day. He just said he just said Miles Garrett's coming hard. So I don't know I don't know how much you know about Miles Garrett coming, but oh, Miles Garrett's already came. Update. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan is not drinking Bud Light. Oh, Dylan is not drinking Bud Light. What are you drinking? Modelo. That's not a pause. That's a full stop. I mean, you know, Bull, he pisses me off sometimes. But other than that, I mean, because he's a Cincinnati fan and he talks too much. But other than that, you guys are, you know, very knowledgeable. And uh, I love watching you guys every day. It's 11.45. We are officially leaving the Muni lot. It was as advertised. Browns fans. 
absolutely bonkers. Uh, Miss Nuggets, what'd you think? Muni lot was electric. Amazing time. An hour till kickoff. I got to go back and get set up to watch the game. <laughs> Man. I have no comment. There was a part what? in there that I'm really surprised got past the censors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't curse. He did not curse. <laughs> he didn't curse. His full interviews on very, our YouTube page. If you want to see everything that the infamous dog said. You know what? The, you know what the sad thing is. He doubled down. <laughs> he doubled down. Well, but McNuggets took him there. Were, were, oh, you, I set him up. Ali, totally. You know, content's just, king. You got to get the guy. Oh to say my goodness! Guy yeah, that dude, no, he just took the bait. That's that dude all. took that and ran. So, Mike, with it. you're you're lifelong Giants fan. I will say, I've I've tailgated at, at Giant Stadium, well, the old Giant Stadium. Um, I've been to games at the new stadium. I've always respected their tailgate game there. I think they do a pretty good job of it. It's now Beal. You've been there, I'm sure. Cleveland was better. Cleveland was better. Unequivocally better. It started earlier. People were, when I say drunk, I mean like in a good way, like having a good time. Relax. It was a giant party. It was a party in a parking lot. It was awesome. I got to tell you, the Muni lot, now obviously we it's off the chain. Wait till they're 7-1, bro. I I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Why why stop there? 8-0. Well, let's go. I mean, come on. I'll see your 8-0 and raise it 10-0. <laughs> so that was the first Muni Lot experience with Bull against the Titans. I want it to be even crazier. And if you got – and I'm, I'm telling you all now, two weeks out, and, G, I'll get to your final take in one sec. If you have a tailgate you want us to come check out, DM me on Twitter. Let, let them let know where know. it is. We will come by, or we will at least try to come by. Good. And uh, meet as many of you guys as humanly possible. And I'm, so I'm, DM I'm, me on Twitter. And, I'm and G, coming, if you want to come too, come I'm with us. I'm coming with the people's belt. I'm going to tell you once, once this year, I'm pulling up with the people's belt. Mm. And we're going to get it going. You mean Tyvis's belt? That's right. No, this, this, this belonged to me for a week. That, that's like, just because you can carry, carry Thor's hammer don't mean it ain't Thor's hammer. That's a lot. Yeah, right. It always it's comes got no back. power behind it. Like, it's it's, it's, hands. That, that it's belt, always it's different. Belt. It, it, it just do, it's different, right? Listen, man, I earned this. All right? <laughs> Let's hear G's final take, shall Nine we? Nine-time champ. We man, haven't done a final take I in a while. Did man, you know, this is, you know, with a, with a sad heart, I do got to do a final take. You know, um, earlier uh, today, I got a text message from uh, Steve. He said, man, you kind of quiet today, man. I said, man, um, I got a text message uh, from some of my college roommates. And um, one, of my, or when our, one of our roommates, uh, Brandon Hunter, um, basketball player for Ohio University, um, well known for the team that went down to North Carolina and beat North Carolina in Chapel Hill, um, stayed in the same dorm with me for two years. Uh, he passed away at oh. the age of 42, tragically. Um, you know, it, it hit a little different because he was always the guy that was in shape and was always doing extra work and always going to the gym. And he was, you know, 245, but he was all, he was a different type of 245. So, you know, he was one of the first dudes that was at OU that was really, you know, telling himself that he was going to go to the league. And I can still remember when I hit him up when he drafted, you know, got drafted, uh, played a couple years for the Orlando Magic, played for the Boston Celtics. And, um, like, he he was, you know, a dude who felt he can go to the league. And it was the first time I heard somebody from the MAC just really putting it down like that. Um, Worked on his game, expanded his game, you know, went from a post player to being able to shoot to be able to handle and dribble the basketball. And, and you know, they, was, they compared him to, like, the new next Gary Trent um, down at OU. But mm-hmm. it was just – He it, was after Gary? Yeah. He uh, he graduated a year before I did in 2004. Um, so, it, it's, it, it's, it hits different because you're like, man, he was just so young. I just remember talking to him a couple months ago 
Uh, played had a long career overseas, but I mean it's just always tough when you you people that you know and you lose people that be your same age, and uh, they got so much life to live. So um, you know, unfortunately, shout out to R.I.P. to to Brandon Hunt B. Hunt. Uh, we gonna miss you, and um, you know. Uh, we hope that that your family and, and, and friends and, and prayers to your whole family um, to to make it through a tough time. So shout out to B Hunt. It's tough, man. Sorry about your loss. Yeah. Just a reminder for all of us to squeeze every ounce of life every single day that you can. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because tomorrow is not promised. It, yep. There's no guarantees. No guarantees at all. All right, we're gonna uh, wrap this show. We're gonna do overtime. Um, we're gonna. It's something special today. We got a little something extra It's something so special, we don't even really know what it is. <laughs> no, we, we do now. I got you. Don't worry. We figured it out. Because before the show, yeah, got, Mikey's you. been so busy planning this KYC debut on Friday, and people are pulling him in a million different directions. On our call this morning, I said, what's overtime? He goes, I don't know. It's going to be funny. I promise you it's funny. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.